Hey there, thanks so much for giving Nostalgia a chance and considering joining us on our journey through the NES library. Before we start this episode, just a quick heads up that these first three episodes have an inferior audio quality to the rest of the show. As with any podcast, the show always improves. If clean audio is more your thing, feel free to skip these and try some later episodes first. This week on Nostalgia, we're going Clue Clue for Gaga. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every North American release for the NES. This week's game, as you might have heard on in the intro, is Clue Clue Land. But first, here's a little bit about who we are. I'm Sean Tresmond. I'm Sam Smith. I'm Joe Costu. And I'm Mike Esposito. It really was a little bit about <laughs> It's the smallest who we amount are. about <laughs> I cannot give any more information because the last, I think it was the first episode, I tried to ask for some information, and Sean said he wouldn't tell us where he worked. <laughs> I'm still not going to tell That's you right. where I, I think I'm, I think I'm okay with not going too much further into... Okay, yeah, I mean, they don't really care about us anyway, so let's just get right. right into it. Uh, let's get some initial impressions. I gotta say, I didn't... I didn't read the manual for this one. I'm usually the manual guy. I did not read the manual for this one. Just kind of went in blind. I should have read the manual. There's like, there's... You learned your lesson. I didn't, I don't know. I was so frustrated with how to move and how to do anything that like I just died over and over and over and over and over again. So initial impressions were this game is cute. I like the music. Our first NES game with music. Yeah, right. yeah, I did like the music. Take that long? Three episodes. And it was colorful, and it, it looked, I don't know, it looked like a real game, which I appreciated. Joe, That's about initial it. impressions? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, I was a little confused at first, too. I also didn't read the manual, but as I started uh, kind of figuring out the controls, that's when I started to think, like, oh, this is... I kind of liked that it was it was different. It was like it's kind of like it felt like a Pac-Man type game, but I but it I liked that it was as you figure out how the controls are actually functioning, you have to strategize differently on how you're moving based on like what which peg you're hooking onto and which side you're hooking. Um, but I thought you know I kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah. Going off of what what Joe said, and I think we'll we'll go into it uh, more in detail later. Uh, I I did like the way that it felt. Um, I also. Had no idea what I was doing when I booted the game, so I didn't go to the manual. I just went to Wikipedia, and that the first like three, uh, the the first three lines of that entry pretty much told me what I was missing. So it's a pretty simple game. I don't think it really has much going on, but I I enjoyed the little bit that I played. Uh, and my initial impression, I was actually like kind of surprised about even what this game is. Like I've. Cuckoo Land is actually like a pretty big release for the uh, for Nintendo at least. Like it's one of the games that they continue to kind of re-release and port. And I mean, there's a there's a 3DS version uh, now. Really? There's well, it's like a 3D classics. So it's the same exact game, but just in like 3D okay. mode. Uh, there was a Verse System version of this. There was an e-reader version of this. It was an Animal Crossing. Like as like a you could own it. There's so many different versions, and I've heard this name for so long, but they actually play this game and see what it's all about it feels insignificant like it feels like it's just kind of like a game that nintendo like had their hand in and and that's kind of all it ever became initial impressions are kind of over so let's talk about like the game in general 
anybody have any strong feelings about Clue Clue? I mean, so I, I, I'm just going to say I, I have a feeling that I might be the only one. Maybe I maybe I've only I've only talked to one person in this room about it before. Maybe I'm I'm jumping the gun here, but I think I might be the only one who who liked it. I, I liked know, it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I enjoy it. But did you I, I like thought... it or did you love it? Like what are you what are you saying here? I didn't love it. Okay. I didn't love it, but I I didn't I can see why people might find the controls very frustrating, but I didn't I didn't hate it. I will, I will thought you play it was it again. I mean, I wouldn't play it again the same <laughs> way that I don't sit down and play Pac-Man. And I'm not saying this is as good as Pac-Man, but I felt like this was like oh, it's like a different it's way of doing game. a very Pac-Man like game. Yeah. I, it's I, not for yeah. not necessarily for me, no, but I, I had fun I while I was that. playing. I agree with that. I totally agree with the Pac-Man thing. I can't put on like I can't put my finger on it though. Why? I feel like this is Pac-Man other than you're a circle going through a grid <laughs> right. like, fighting ghosts you see I don't are they ghosts they're, they're sea urchins yeah, I looked that yeah. up afterwards. They are they're sea urchins. Yeah. yeah, they're sea urchins, and they actually. And you have sonar. Okay, Sam, so, not for nothing, but I'm a little disappointed because they're in Smash Brothers as items. Oh, that's from this. Yeah, the guys oh, they pop no up. Way. Yeah. Okay. It took me I don't know how many games and how many deaths to realize that when you press B, you shoot like a thing that stops the, the same ba- thing the bad guys. And so I almost beat the first level so many times, and then I would just die from these guys. And then one time I was like, oh, I should try pressing B and seeing what that does. I don't know why I thought because I've just been using the like the two buttons right that just made it significantly easier and then I was starting to have a good time and by that time I had a better grasp of the, of the controls and I thought that even though the controls were a little bit weird they were fun like it was like yeah. a really interesting I, way of handling turning. I think something we need to get out of the way here though is uh, a problem we haven't run into yet on nostalgia and that's kind of like the objective of the game <laughs> Yeah, I've never really talked about that because 10-yard fight, the objective is to play football and win. Baseball is to play baseball and win. In Land, you're you're like this bubble. Uh, I think that's actually your name, too, is Bubbles. You're a fish. Aren't you a fish? I I don't know, but I I don't... For some reason, I'm thinking that the character's name is Bubbles. But anyway, that's not the important part. You're like this round balloon-looking thing, (laughs) fish thing, and you have to kind of, like, move across this grid to reveal these ingots, or ingots, right, Uh, that uh, will form a shape, usually. They'll form some kind of pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, And once you reveal the pattern, that's the end of the stage, and you move on to the next one. You kind of have these sea urchins that move around the screen and try to, like, basically, uh, if you touch them, you die. And I will say that the hitboxes are kind of crazy because you could be like rounding the corner of one of your yeah. like you know one of your turns uh and all of a sudden it's like they're they just the show thing, up the and thing you, that you can't me the stop most that is they can some, sometimes if they see you in their line if they have the, you in their line of sight for more than two seconds they'll just charge at you did you notice that I did not notice that. But yeah, they'll they charge. They'll, charge. Like, they'll go like really fast all of a sudden. If does they it see look you. like a charging animation though, or does it look like they just get fast? They just go fast. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I just I, I kept my I was having such a hard time with the controls in this game of just figuring out like which direction pad I needed to press, whether it was like so just an instance if I wanted to go up, depending on which way my character was facing, that would be either up on the D-pad or right on the D-pad. And that mm-hmm. was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Because yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what made the difference for got... me was, was when I when I kind of like realized, that like, okay, I'm not choosing which direction I go. I'm choosing which hook I'm throwing out. Sure. Like a hook comes out and hits a peg and like, oh, if, if I were going in this direction and the hook goes out, hits a peg, which direction would that turn me? It took me a little while to like realize that that's what was going on. Yeah. But once I started thinking of it that way that's when i kind of was like oh these are like these are very unique even now i don't know if i have seen a game with controls like this. exactly yeah, I'm, ashamed, I'm ashamed to admit that i never overcame the control not saying that i didn't continue playing but i never overcame the controls to this day i probably will not
not be right. able to it's, it's properly definitely, controllable. It's definitely, it's definitely not level. intuitive. It's definitely yeah. not yeah. Yeah. intuitive. Yeah. But I think the one, the, uh, an interesting thing about this game, and I, I don't think it's talked about a lot in um, – in, in games that are that are this early in the NES, where the most uh, complex action that you're going to make is just like if you press left, your character will move left. Uh, I think like I'm going to use one of those silly game criticism words like this is the first game where it actually has a unique like kinesthetic like game feel. It actually has a flow to it. Like you, you it right. took us a while to mm-hmm. actually understand that. Pressing this button has this effect, but I don't think there are many games that, uh, especially this early in, in the NES, that have this sort of flow to it in that the bounces feel good when you hit those lines that turn into trampolines or just the, right. the, the feeling of, of rounding one of those poles. Yeah, it, yeah. Just, yeah. Feels, it just feels, feels good. Once you, I feel like once you get it a little bit, I'm like, I don't know if this no, really I applies. Think I, I can you see like, that. Like, once you feel like you have a handle on the controls, it's kind of it's fun. You know, it's kind of fun to move your character around the space i think if you're really good at this game and i was checking out like some high scores which were just insane they were like over two million points you know like they went all the way to like level 299 and i think that's when the game ends just if you're that good at this game it must feel good to be a master at this game because because you're just so in control Mm -hmm. of what you're doing that Uh, being said uh, and maybe this isn't a demerit because most people should read the manual, <laughs> but uh, the fact that we're saying that the controls are unintuitive, like when we when we, we touched on it earlier, the entire object of the game is just like, am I collecting these ingots? Uh, yeah, I thought, it took like, me a little well, bit to figure it out. Uh, the, the fact that we had to look it up, uh, I think that's I'm, something against yeah, it. It's, it is kind of unclear what you're doing, like why those ingots are well, forming. To, to be honest, once I figured out what you're doing, which is like trying to uncover the full pattern. I think that's kind of the biggest flaw of it, because like there's not really a way to be like to know what unless you've played and memorized the patterns to know what pattern you're trying. Right, to. You're just like you blindly yeah. looping yeah. around and you can kind of figure out like which, you know, what blindly. <laughs> blindly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to gloss over it, you're just kind of blindly. All right. but you can sort of figure out like. As the pattern is forming, like, okay, it's probably going in this direction, but still at the beginning, like, you have nothing to go yeah. on. Like, you just have to search but for the beginning of the pattern. Once you get to those later levels where you just speed up, I feel like you get rid of some of that issue because you're just going through so yeah, many of them. you just uncovering things, yeah. right? Uh, but I, and I also did, like, it took me a minute to realize that the uh, the urchins, I guess, mm-hmm. they can't pass you know, the coins or whatever those things are. When oh, you, really? When you unlock something, you're that. you're making oh, a wall yeah. so you can stay right. on that side and, of it. And, and that part I did appreciate, that, that it was a also, wall. Also, you can destroy them permanently. Yeah, yeah, by pushing them up against by, the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you hit them with your little beam thing, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then you push them against a wall. Which yeah. also just feels good. Yeah, yeah, the beam, the beam yeah. feels good, yeah. and it feels good to destroy it. But what about those annoying holes, too, in the, that like you just kind of like fall into? I mean, I the, think there has to at least be like a third a, a third a, obstacle. I think, right? that, yeah. but I also think you can get away with just you know putting a block there or something. Plus, I mean, that's if what you're, the trampolines if you're just, are. If you're just swinging over it, that doesn't count as falling. Yeah, that's into true. It. Right. I think it's that's fair enough. Yeah. And I think like something interesting about this game too is like. This one actually feels like an arcade game yeah. that's ported over to the NES. The first, the first two games we played, the sports games, they kind of feel home console-y. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. they they were out in arcades somewhat, but like this one to me actually just kind of feels like 
you your whole objective is just to continue to like master the get the, the, high the score, puzzles, right. get the high score. Like that's the objective of the game, and like compete with your friends and family over like, oh, hey, look at what I yeah. did. And and game. like like, a, like an arcade game, it doesn't have much depth beyond the first. Like you can you can get the entire experience of this game in three minutes. Yeah, it felt like a lot more action than like you know you're constantly moving, you're constantly you know you working towards your objective. And what about, and this is just something I just remembered, but we were talking about the holes. What about those rubber bands that just appear out of, I don't know what they are, but they just I, appear. Yeah. It's like I, they just show up all of a sudden and it's like. It's and annoying like the, that they show up. The urchin but, was following me like the, right behind me. Right, now yeah. I just go right into him. And, that's, and, and it was kind of the same thing where like the first one, it was like you're screwed. But the second one, I think was usually symmetrical. Was, am I wrong? I, I think, think so. Wrong. I, but yeah. I think was it was, it? then you kind of have an idea of like where the other one or the other ones might be. But that I might think not they, be the case in later levels. Right. Sure. But I also think that they, if you don't, it, you don't have to uncover them in a level, but I think that they are uh, kind of fit into the pattern. Like, oh, like if the oh. pattern looks like a face or whatever. Oh, they'll like, be oh, the these eyes. These are the eyes oh, yeah. or something like that. Maybe that. it was just my imagination running yeah. wild. But So I'm going to kind of step away here for a minute. I'm going to still be here, of course, but I feel like I'm kind of leading this discussion into a let's talk about everything that's wrong with Clue Clue Land. So I'd love somebody else to just kind of take over and talk about, you know, some things, some feelings they had about the game. I mentioned this before, but I really enjoyed the music. I thought that when, uh, like, you know, when the game was over and I heard the game over music, I think I feel like it created a feeling, you know, whereas in baseball or 10 yard, uh, 10 yard fight or something, if there's like a turnover, it's just like, oh, okay, now there's a turnover. It, it definitely, ha- it definitely scratches a much more, uh, primal itch in that like since there aren't all these different abstractions layered on top of each other like the rules of a sports game Mm -hmm. um it it has more opportunity to give you that feeling of failure once like you've hit that game over screen Uh, yeah right it feels a little more like like you're on the edge of your seat playing it like you're you're a little tense up trying to make sure you don't fail and everything whereas like Mm -hmm. especially especially baseball but also 10 year fight was like a little more strategic Mm -hmm. or like thinking okay what am i gonna do next yeah but i know i know you're talking about like in sports you kind of know what to expect and what like what happens if you do well what happens if you don't but in this it just kind of happens unexpectedly and it's just like defeat you know yeah and i think that that's i don't know i didn't get that from the other games so far and i've already touched upon like just that it, it it's just interesting how much this game has a feel all its own that i that a lot of uh I just that I just wasn't expecting out of a launch title on the NES. Right. Uh, so one thing that I I noticed right away, and um, you know, I don't actually know if this is like the true source of where this came from, but the ingots are they're the rupee in Legend of Zelda. They're the exact same sprite. Wow. Is it actually? I remember thinking it looked like it, it's, but is it, it actually? Well, the I mean, I'm not saying it is the. Right. I'm saying it's the exact. Like, if you put them next to each other, it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I'm not saying that, like. Like, they used it. They used yeah. it in reference, but they probably did, I'd have to imagine, because yeah. they're both Nintendo games, you know, or at least published and somewhat developed by. But I think that's just crazy that, um, that like, you know, something so big in in gaming starts here. Before, you know, like, like the biggest stamp that this probably made is saying like, hey, here's the design for the Ruby in Legend of Zelda. Why do the work twice? And also (laughs) how many in like one, I don't know exactly how it works, but one square of pixels that it uses to make a Ruby is like how many 
how many possible things could you make in that? Or it's like, <laughs> right, well, let's just use that. Like, right, right. Mm. Uh, does anybody else have anything that they they want to add here? Or I think that's about it. I, think, yeah. I feel like it was pretty simple. I, pretty simple. I think yeah. since, since you guys are mentioning the, the control scheme, I think it is worth bringing up that they're... More than anything, it's a spiritual successor. On the Game Boy Advance, uh, DK King of Swing is this game that kind of does the same thing, um, not in the sense of being on a grid, but you play as Donkey Kong, and you grab these, like, you're almost like rock climbing, and you swing around, and then you launch yourself, and you grab the next, like, peg on the rock climbing and move around and around in that similar style. And funny enough, uh, you know, the Kluku Land, I think we were calling him Bubbles, the red character, he can be unlocked in that game as kind uh-huh. of like a reference to the origins of DK cool. King of Swing. So that's kind of like his, I guess, his only other major appearance besides all of these uh, ports that have been uh, throughout the year. So I guess if they're porting this as many times and bringing it to virtual console all these times, somebody, you know, Somebody's some, playing some it. fan base clearly is established for this game. Whether that's us, we will determine now in the essential games list. the essential games list and since this is only episode three i'm gonna break it down real fast for the people that don't know yet basically this is our hall of fame for the nes but not in the way you might be thinking no we're not looking at these games based on if they were worthy of the hall of fame during the time that they came out we're looking at these as are they essential in today's world you've got your ps4 your pc you've got all these hot new games you've even got a nintendo switch now you know it's like there's good games on that too is it worth it to go back to the nes and play these games well that's what essential games list is going to tell you we're going to vote on it everybody's going to give a final verdict and it needs at least 50 percent of the vote to pass into the essential games list if you're wondering what that list is you can always check it out on nostalgicast.com but it might curr- be empty currently it's empty uh and if you're yeah if you're listening to this episode later i mean you might go there and see some games and be like i didn't hear these episodes yet well we didn't record them at this time <laughs> uh so let's just kind of get right down to it who wants to take us through their final verdict of clue clue i think that this is overall i think it's a fun game i don't think it goes in uh you know, the essential games list. I don't think it goes in the jank folder either. I think that it, it definitely... <laughs> the first game, not in the jank. <laughs> yeah, I think it's its own game. You know, it's not like a... It feels very solid for what like for what it was trying to do. I think it accomplished it really well. But it's just not something I would really enjoy, okay. personally, to, like, go back to. Okay, I'll I, and I'll say that... Uh, of So this is episode three, and of the three games, I think this is the most playable still. But I wouldn't say this is an essential game. But I do think it's people who like you know little arcade games on their phone and things like that might enjoy this game. Um, Ooh, yeah. But I yeah I wouldn't put it on my on my essential games list. On a phone, that'd be interesting. I I, I, I wonder maybe, how that would control. You know? I would maybe play right. it if it was on my phone. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Little little uh, honorable mention there. I'd yeah. play this if it was on my phone. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Although yeah. if I could play this game, I could play other NES games on my phone. So then maybe maybe that's not. true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meet people who are into that kind of game. Like yeah, that's a big yeah, yeah. part of the the culture now is people who like like arcade type games. Right. Again. Um, so yeah, I think that's it's interesting to look at, but definitely not essential. All right, and uh, where I kind of stand on this is I definitely think, um, you know, in terms of an arcade game, it does bring some unique gameplay. 
it's definitely different than the other two games we played, and it, it's an interesting it's an interesting game to launch on the console with because you do kind of need those those arcade spaces since that was what was big at the time. But this game gets repetitive fast. It's not exactly what I would consider a good time. Uh, I I just think that you've seen like four or five levels. You've probably seen most of them. I can't imagine the people who brought themselves to all 299 levels. It's an impressive feat, and I'm sure it gets a lot harder. I don't mean to uh, talk down to anybody who goes further than the first five, six levels, but for me, that was that was my exit point, so I have to say that this is not an essential game. And, and just a, a, a quick defense of, of Clue Clue Land, even though I'm also going to throw it, throw it back in the heat. Spoiler alert. It's it's basic. I mean, like, yeah, you could play one or two levels and understand what this game is and what it has to offer. It does have that unique bit. But so is Pac-Man. But but, like. but it doesn't drive me like Pac-Man. And I think, like, the interesting thing about Pac-Man is is that, like, the ghosts, you know, the ghosts get faster. The maze, uh, you know, like, the, the eating the pellets is satisfying, whereas revealing the uh, ingots here isn't as satisfying. Sure. Like, it feels I'm more random than eating the pellets. I'm going to argue with that. I personally don't like Pac-Man. I don't. I don't think it's fun. But but you but you have to admit that Pac-Man has lasted, like as a yeah. But if I staple. if I had the choice between between Pac-Man and Clue Clue Land, I think I'd play Clue Clue Land. Wow, yeah, there we go. Well, yeah, that's the hot take. That's a hot <laughs> yeah. take right but there. But that's just me. I just don't. I get the ghosts give me anxiety. You know, <laughs> and, so, and, oh, and the, which uh, one, Pinky? Pinky, his and, eyes. And the fish. The, I'm sorry. The, the oh, the, and then there's Clyde. What are they? What, what, uh, the, the sea urchins? urchins. The sea urchins don't give you. Well, anxiety. you can attack them at That's any true. time. You're right. That makes me feel and way what, better. Once yeah. you, uh, I did the same thing you do. Where I did, forgot that you can attack, which is kind of. When I think back on it, it's kind of ridiculous. It's his only thing he can do. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know he could do it. Yeah. But um. But once you realize that, you, you're kind of the powerhouse in that situation. Yeah, you feel, it feels <laughs> good because then you're just like swinging around stuff and you're blasting them and you're pushing them against walls and then you're hitting trampolines. I don't know. I feel like uh, you can kind of groove with this game more than Pac-Man for me. Yeah. Anyway. And, and, and I will also say, sorry, sorry, I know you're kind of in the middle of your, uh, you your final a very good discussion. But, uh, but I will also say that I, I did think it was somewhat satisfying to reveal those pieces once I realized that the urchins couldn't pass them. Because then I could be like, yeah, that's right. Like, I'm over here. Like, forward. I'm yeah, like I'm protecting myself <laughs> with these. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about the dots, too. Um, and, but that, I, that basically covered everything. It's uh, it's definitely got its redeeming qualities. I don't think it's fair to say that just because it's simple um, that it, it, it doesn't need to be... Uh, praised um just because of comparisons to many other uh arcade games but i don't i think it's got unique features but those features don't aren't enough not on the list not on the list list. and that's all the time we have for this episode of nostalgia join us next time for duck hunt and be sure to play it yourself if you can for more nostalgia, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to check out NostalgiaCast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A-Cast.com. On the website, you'll find links to the show and show notes, as well as our other platforms such as Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for your support of Nostalgia. We thank you for spending time with us. I'm Michael Esposito, and you can find me on Twitter at Esposito Film, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, so we'll just kind of ease our way right into the the post show here for if we, if everybody's cool with that. Yeah. Uh, for this one, I kind of want to talk about just like 
you know, your experiences at the arcade as a as a child. Okay, can I actually before can I bring one thing up? Absolutely. What does uh what does everyone think is the the first NES female protagonist? It's like Ms. Pac-Man it, or like it, it, Well, it makes me think I mean like it's so much later, but it makes me think of Samus. Yeah, you know, like Samus that's, is way, yeah. that's eighty seven, I think. Uh so, so I I mean from what I know that these are the first games I think it's Bubbles from Clue Clue Land. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, because earlier when you were saying he uh, did something, I remember when I was reading through everything, I was I remember thinking that they were calling her she. So I was just I just looked it up and yeah, it's a uh, it's so I imagine it's the yeah. first female protagonist. I'm gonna go ahead big milestone just, for I'm going to just apologize not only for calling <laughs> she a he. But also because that's just going to be something that's going to happen often. When I look at like eight bit figures, well, I yeah, probably just assume. Well, it's and, and back then it was yeah. there were not a lot of female right. protagonists yeah, I just in games. So that was, they're male, and that's yeah. awful. Does this but. include Japanese titles also? Or I don't. I'm you not know, saying this is well, official. Say, I'm just saying based say on NES. Yeah. If you said Famicom, true. You know, I'm, I'm just true. saying based on what I know from this podcast. That as far as I'm aware, these four, these first four games are playing are the first four games released. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, right. there may be another one in this launch, but that's interesting to think about. Right. Um, and, you know, just because Clue Clue Land is, in a, is an arcade game, and, you know, in, in spirit at least, uh, it kind of makes me think about, like, my childhood arcade experiences. And, like, I feel like I've missed a step in the arcade. Like, you know, I was around during, like, you know, I was alive during Street Fighter's, like, biggest time and, like, Virtual Fighter and all those, like, you know, big arcade games kind of having their resurgence. But I never went to the arcade as a kid. We didn't have one really around me. Like, the mm. best I had was Chuck E. Cheese. And that wasn't really, like, that wasn't great. There's, like, movie yeah. theaters with arcades and stuff. But you're they had, like, the, one game and it was always, like, House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and which is nothing bad about that. But as a kid, that would freak me out. Like, something about low poly 3D uh, zombies and stuff like that just, they kind of scare me. Like, yeah, I mean, because I mean, we're all, we're all, we're all 90s kids here, right? Like, only I think 90s that, kids. Yeah, I think that we sort of, we podcast. sort of missed the, the, the big yeah, arcade. I think, I think, so. I think we, know, missed, I didn't really well, go we missed money. it though in the Clue Clue Land sense, right? Like we missed right. those. We missed the classic arcade. We missed the classic missed, arcade. Like, centipede but I think like, yeah, yeah, like most of the really good PS1, Sega Saturn games that aren't RPGs were, were arcade games. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were featured in the arcade first and kind of like, right. you know, it was like the Sega Saturn was like really big to arcade fanatics because it was like finally my chance to like play these arcade games without spending like a thousand bucks on the AVS card or something like well, that. Well, I don't know if there's any actual like if you're gonna go into the academic history of of arcades. Um, I don't know if this is the correct term for it. I don't think we're ever trying like, to be. We're never trying to be. Sure, academic sure. Here. But but like we we came to uh, we were in our adolescence and young childhood in like the second wave where like okay now all these games you can play just as easily on your super nintendo or your genesis right like that so what you were doing in these arcades and i did have an arcade near me it wasn't like it wasn't the best arcade but they they pivoted to like okay now play these games so you can get these tickets and it, it just it went away from like I'm playing this because it's fun and I want the high score to like I want the goddamn tickets right right and, yeah, and right. I gotta win the the really low tier prizes sure like, like, you know, I need like, I need like, the candy. I need that mug yeah. like, uh-huh. <laughs> a mug actually probably would have been like four hundred tickets I mean, now it's like four thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
for me, when I think of arcades, I think of like the the wave surfer kind of game. Where you're like on the actual oh, on the jet ski, right? on the jet ski, turning the whole thing and stuff like that. And just games that cost more than a dollar to play. Right. That like the kind um, you would see in like a Dave and Buster's. Uh, I guess so. I don't think I've been to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's has like there's a whole section of ticket games, but then there's also a whole nother section of just like, you know, eight racing games stacked up next to each other mm-hmm. that like each person can get in the car and race each other in real time or yeah. like, you know it's like yeah it's like i don't know that was always impressive to me that mm-hmm. those things exist oh yeah yeah those were i always like those two but i just sucked two at all racing of them games. yeah i feel like you you everyone just you never had them. enough time or money right. to get good at them yeah i feel like arcades were more than anything expensive for like and i think for they people were designed to make you lose to continue yeah. to you know to well i mean to there also was that uh that short burst uh of uh ddr i know that a lot of kids got really into dance dance mm. revolution i had right. some friends that were doing that a lot of those movement games where you were pretty much the controller just either stepping on things or uh like even if it's just a uh a giant uh uh, a, a giant uh, motorcycle controller. Um, I think that had its time when we were growing up, whereas yeah. most of these arcade games are getting ported to the NES yeah. or just like joystick one or two buttons. Mm-hmm. It's right. funny because the kind of things that you guys are describing, I know those all very well. Like the, the motorcycle game and the, you know, the or the racing game all stacked to, next to each other and all these games. I'm like, yeah, of course I played those, but I'm just thinking like, where did I play these? <laughs> yeah. I never went to anywhere. You probably did it at a laser tag place. That's probably one of them. I know I've been to Dave and Buster's, but that was when I was older. Like I didn't yeah. really go and like I maybe Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. But, I don't know. And I know this is, this is true for a lot of people, but when I think of like definitive arcade experiences, and I was never good at these games, but this is what I think of when I'm like, oh, that's an arcade game. I think like the X Men arcade game, the Simpsons arcade game, uh, like like those Ninja four, Turtles, uh, the Ninja Turtles one, Ninja, like yeah. those four player gigantic brawlers ca- cabinets though too, where it's like each person had like their own sticking buttons mm-hmm. and like you could fit all four of you with n- not too cramped like. Those are the games I think of as like wow the arcade like like I, you still can't play that Simpsons arcade game anywhere other than like that and I think like Xbox 360 arcade which is I think dead now right. I think, and I, and I don't think you can re-download that game and gotta go to, to arcade then I guess yeah and come to think of it like I guess a, a lot of the games that that I played on the NES probably were ports from arcades I just didn't know it yeah no because I, I yeah I, and there's one. Um, there's one Ninja Turtles game that my cousin and I used to play all the time. We loved it. And I know there's a few of them, and there's one's bad and one's good. I don't remember which one we played. Probably if it was on the Turtles NES, I think you probably played a <laughs> bad Turtles one. T- oh, Turtles in Time, NES. wasn't that SNES? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, SNES, Turtles in Time, that's good but stuff. Then, yeah. I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe we, I just have nostalgia glasses on, but right. but it it probably was an arcade game, now that I'm thinking of it, because mm-hmm. it was one of those drop-in, two-player kind of Kind of thing. And I think like one one last thing I'd like to say about the arcade is kind of like it's also a disappointing place. Like <laughs> like it's it's kind of like a casino for kids. Oh yeah. And at the same time, nothing like we were talking about like you know controls and so that most of them suck. Like nothing really worked. So many people had played it before you. Mm-hmm. Like the Joy-Con, the, the, the Joy-Con, knew, like, the joystick would go like you know you try to go to the left, yeah, and it would be like barely budge. A Every little bit. other cabinet's mm-hmm. pretty much out of order. And yeah. they're setting like they're setting most of those games too to the highest difficulties too because they want you to keep beating quarters. I remember I never been to a place where Pac Man didn't immediately start on like the fastest possible speed, <laughs> and like you just had like twelve no. Please, you had like two seconds with the power pellet before it went away, and it's like, what? That's yeah. not that's not Pac-Man to me. I feel like yeah. if I was ever 
in an arcade with other people at I would be like playing something that's not an arcade game, you know, like I'd be Polybius. like what? Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, like air hockey or something like that. Hmm. You know, if it's like, cause I feel like there, there is something about that. Actually, you're, you know, you're bringing up a whole nother part of the arcade that we just don't think about. Like yeah. Ski, like, hockey, ski ball, or, or, ski ball, ski ball. I grew, I yeah. grew up on yeah. ski ball a little bit. I feel like that's, that's like kind of what I would go for over the arcade game. Over just the actual, like, yeah, the digital have, like, arcade. I couldn't game. just like drop a quarter on a game and see if it was good. If I wanted to see if a game was good, I have to pay like a dollar 25 or something right, like that. Right, you know, right. just, yeah, to, like, just to see if it was any good. And this, you know, we were talking about street fighter earlier. It's like street fighter, mortal Kombat, like those games. Think about how many quarters you had to feed to keep getting continues to really get to the end. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was a lot harder than their console counterparts. And the other thing about like and just the death of arcades is now when you find one, it's always just even if it's not the literal lobby, it's just the lobby for whatever you're actually there for. If you're at a laser tag place, you're just in the in the arcade waiting for your name to get called. Or if you got um, you've got a uh, a go kart track. Mm-hmm. That you're waiting to for your race, or you got batting cages in back that you could be doing instead. Like the all of these like multi activity places, the arcade was just like that's where you kill time, right? And yeah. I, I actually find it. I mean, sometimes when there's a, a, a you know the museum of the moving image, I've seen arcade. Well, they actually there. have like yeah, they have a pretty complete arcade right. thing too, where it's right. like they're, they're it's a museum exhibit. It, it, it makes me even though arcade cabinets were like sort of before my time, it makes me kind of sad to see them in a museum. I'm like, are they that old? <laughs> right. I mean, and then they have an NES console, and I'm like, oh, all right, like, let's 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 yeah. step it back a little bit. But I mean, I guess that's what they're. Pretty pretty for, soon they'll have an N sixty four in there and stuff like that too. You know, right. it's it just like, it just I, seems so recent. And it's funny it's though too, but like we're not gonna talk about this now. But like you know, video game preservation is a is a huge deal. Like you know, you're thinking like, oh, should that NES really be in there? But it's like, well, if not now, then when? Oh like, yeah, get no, that definitely. Stuff in there fast. I'm, I'm definitely like, yeah have you know, opinions like, on someone, video yeah. game preservation. I'm, but, not, um, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be shouldn't be in there. I'm just saying it's it's sad to me that like that it was so long ago. Yeah, but, I uh, I think that the uh, the post show has ran its talk. So I'm gonna ask Sam to log into his computer and shut up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has oh, all the control in the in the podcast. Nice. I think that's a nice little ending too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Did you stop? Yeah.